Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Welcome back to the 3 o'clock hour. It is Shamari Block. It is Dan Devone. And uh, we're going to get into some NBA basketball. I feel bad about my man. I'm just looking at the, uh, <laughs> looking at the text line. <laughs> my man, Eric. Eric, if you're out there, call back. I love you. You know that, man. We're just, Shamari gets me worked up. We were just having fun <laughs> at your expense. Wait, e, wait, call somebody, somebody got you. So, so for the sake of Dan's blood pressure, we, we, we're going we're gonna to pivot. We're going to pivot into some NBA-ness. No, no, we're good. <laughs> we're good. I love that, man. That's This passion is what this is all about. Well, no, Otherwise, no, it's, it's boring. It's, no, it's fun to me, too. No, no, seriously, that's the whole thing. Uh, and, and I love the text line. The text line and the callers, they get deep into it. People are like, oh. Like, I always feel like this, okay? I always feel like you found a good topic when you achieve what I call the, the Bud Light commercial dynamic, okay? Remember the old school Bud Light? Let's fill in taste great commercials where it's like a bar full of people losing. Yeah, but you got to put that drama into it. You have to give, <laughs> add the theatrics and, exactly. and pretend like you really worked up. Otherwise, it doesn't well, work. Well, that's my point, though, is when we generate less filling taste great. All right, let's like get we a, hit the more. Let's switch to some NBA talk and bring in our man, Sean Devaney, who's located out in Beantown. He's a Boston guy. He writes for Heavy.com. This guy's been covering the NBA for a long time and wanting to get him on. Sean, what's going on with you this afternoon? And welcome to 95.7 The Game. Well, thanks for having me, guys. All right. Well, we got to start here. We got a Bay Area audience coming to you from San Francisco. So talk to me. KD coming to the Golden State Warriors. This thing have legs for whatever reason. Man, it's like Rasputin. It won't die. Is, this, is there any potential that this actually comes to fruition? I don't think so. I think part of the Warriors' interest in all this is to make sure that if Kevin Durant is traded, uh, especially to one of the teams that, that, that they'll see in the playoffs, uh, that they want to make sure that the other team involved pays a pretty heavy price. So, and, 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 and no team is really in better position to make sure that happens than the Warriors because, you know, they can get involved, uh, in negotiations and they can get involved in, in, uh, in, in, in making an offer. I don't think they necessarily want to go down that road. Uh, but, you know, they can, they can certainly drive up the price. And, and I think that in the end, uh, is, is, is the source of their interest here is that they want to make sure if he winds up in Phoenix, that Phoenix is paying a heavy price, or even if he winds up in Miami, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, that the Heat are paying a heavy price because that's a team they could potentially see, obviously, uh, in the NBA final. Hey, Sean, so just around the NBA. Now, when Kevin Durant was a free agent five, six years ago, he was the most coveted free agent since LeBron came out. Uh, mm -hmm. now, right now, do you feel like he is no longer the quite the bell of the ball that he was the last time he was a free agent because of issues like age, et cetera? Yeah, I think age and, and, and also just the fact that, you know, look, he went to uh, Brooklyn to try to try to build something with Kyrie Irving, and, and then obviously they get uh, uh, James Harden in there, and, and, and they've got a team that, uh, that, that should be a championship-caliber team uh, and obviously fell extremely flat. I mean, obviously, uh, you can't put that all on Kevin Durant. Um, you know, the fact that they got swept in the playoffs this year, um, you know, that they struggled. Uh, last year, you know, certainly Durant played well in the postseason. Uh, but 
you know, the fact that, that this whole experiment in Brooklyn uh, has been such a disaster, uh, he's getting tarnished with that. You can, you can say it's not fair or whatever, that's fine, but, but that, that, that's part of what's going on here is that you know, people are looking at this and saying, uh, you know, I can go all in for this guy, uh, but, you know, what's going to happen? Are we going to wind up like Brooklyn did? Are we going to regret um, you know, giving up everything. So, um, and, and, you know, there's also, a, there is age, obviously, uh, going to be 34 years old, um, you know, played uh, 35 games two years ago, played 55 games last year, which means, you know, missed 27 games uh, with uh, with injuries. So, so there's some of that as well. But I think that the big problem is just that, you know, teams are looking at him and saying, you know, there's there's, there's something not quite right here uh, in terms of his ability to be a leader and be a winner. Sean Devaney joins us from Heavy.com, longtime basketball writer covering the NBA. And, Sean, did this potential trade for Kevin Durant either get impossible and that much more difficult simply because what it is that Minnesota gave up to Utah to get Rudy Gobert. That now seems to be the measuring stick. And Brooklyn's like, listen, if that's how many draft picks Rudy Gobert can garner, then guess what we're going to want in return for Kevin Garnett. What in the hell were the Minnesota Timberwolves thinking when they got Gobert? <laughs> yeah, it was it was too much to give up. There's no question. I think uh, I think they were willing to give up the picks because they figure we get Gobert. Uh, we're going to be in the top half of the Western Conference, and and those are going to be low down picks. They're not going to be uh, you know all, all that bad. We're not going to be giving up you know top five, top six picks. So you know that that's that's part of the thinking there. Uh, but it's 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 too much for Rudy Gobert. Uh, and and you know the the problem that for the Nets is yeah they've 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 set the bar where it is, uh, but teams didn't have a lot of time. You know remember that that the Durant news came out uh, about two hours before the start pre-agency teams did not have a lot of time to maneuver uh and 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 collect assets uh in order to make good proposals for kevin durant so so that's one thing that the nets are up against the other thing is look you can only trade for your own just under nba rules you can only trade for uh first round picks you know so uh unless you've got somebody else's coming in and and, and there's not a lot of teams in that position uh, then it's it's really tough to uh, to generate that kind of package that's going to satisfy the Nets. Um, and 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 not only do the Nets want to pick, but they also want some guys who can keep them competitive. They want to have uh, a competitive team next year. So uh, you know they're, they're they're asking for a lot as they should, but there's just nobody out there who can really meet the demands that they have for Durant right now. So Sean, given what you just said, who's the favorite to land Kevin Durant? Or let me briefly say. Who's your personal favorite to have Kevin Durant next season, and could it be the Nets? Yeah, that, that's a great point. I, you know that that ultimately he could wind up back in Brooklyn, both he and Kyrie. Uh, you know whether they want to or not. Uh, you know that that there just might not be anything out there. Um, and and you know, Durant is, is is wired differently than than Ben Simmons, for instance. And Simmons, of course, sat out. Uh, I, I can't see Durant doing that. That's not. That's not who he is. That's not, you know, he, he needs to play basketball. And, and, and so I think, uh, you know, the Nets kind of have that in the back of their heads that, that uh, you know, if, if push comes to shove, Durant will come back out and he'll play and he'll be uh, his usual self. He's not going to, um, you know, he's not going to play at 50%. So, uh, you know, that I, I do think that's a real possibility. I think you've got to have that. Uh, you know, maybe as the favorite here in terms of what what winds up playing out. I think Miami's really the uh, the, the, the one team that could potentially uh, put together a package. They've got to find a way to get draft picks. That's that they're they're one of the teams that have sort of sold out in terms of uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, what they've done with their future drafts. A lot of you've seen that with a lot of teams that that give up these big packages of, of draft picks and are left with nothing. And, and Miami's one of them. Uh, so they've got to find a way to come up with draft picks. Uh, you know, whether it's trading a Duncan Robinson, uh, we'll see what happens with Tyler Hero is a, a possibility. Uh, but yeah, they've got to come up with some picks. If they can do that, then I could see Miami uh, being the team that winds up uh, uh, putting together a deal for Kevin, for Kevin Durant. But there's not many other teams out there that are in a position to do that. Sean Devaney joins us this afternoon. And Sean, is there a level of concern either through the executives or maybe the NBA as a whole that this could be, and we've seen the trend start maybe, I don't know, with Ben Simmons 
James Harden, that when you have someone like that at Kevin Durant who just signed an extension for four years to play with Brooklyn and then just gets up and says, you know what, I want out. Is, is there a, a level of, listen, we need to nip this in the bud that this, this, can, this trend can no longer continue, uh, whether it's, it's not beneficial to the, the overall uh, the, the game itself and or the, the fan base out in Brooklyn. Could this be problematic going forward? Yeah, I think it's something that they're going to figure. They're going to try to figure out in the next collective bargaining agreement. The thing is that you know when I ask around and talk about talk, talk to agents uh, and talk to uh, uh, you know personnel people with teams, uh, you know there's no good solution. You know, nobody's got a good idea uh, as far as how to deal with this. Um, and and you know give players an out, give teams a way to uh, to recoup some value. Um, you know they they've shortened the length. Remember that you know the contract used to go seven years. You know that was the the first time they put a cap on contracts. It was for it was seven year deals. Um, you know so reducing the number of years to five was was supposed to be something that that solved this. Uh, and uh, and obviously it hasn't. So. Uh, yeah, you know it's 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 a problem, uh, and I think the league knows that. Um, I think the players know that. I think the players, you know, I, I think they'd like to come together and find a solution. I haven't heard anything uh, that 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 makes sense, though. That, that that would be a realistic thing that they could do in the next collective bargaining agreement uh, to uh, to sort of uh, address this issue. So when we talk about the Warriors and the upcoming season. Um, Essentially, in in your mind, right? If you added Kevin Durant to this Warriors team and you subtracted, you know, any number of young, talented, up and coming players, do you think that that team is better? And and do you think that Durant can put any team over the top, given what it's going to take to get him? Yeah, I mean, I think the Warriors are, like I said, they're they're probably in the best position to make a deal that makes sense that will keep them as championship. Uh, favorites, uh, you know, probably overwhelming favorites, uh, because they could give up, you know, young guys who didn't really contribute a lot, uh, uh, last year and, and, and have that be pretty much, um, you know, basically, and, and, and look, they can, they can, they'll probably have to send, uh, Wiggins, which would be a problem, um, you know, and, 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 uh, and, you know, some combination of the three young guys. Um, you know, if, in order to get that done. And, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to do. Uh, but, you know, if, if they were able to put together the right package, as long as they get some package of those three young guys, um, you know, the, then, then of course, the Nets would do that and you'd have to consider the Warriors' favorites. They don't want to do that, though. You know, I mean, they don't. This is, this, I think this ownership group, um, you know, has been very focused on making sure that when this championship run is over, the cupboard is not bare. Uh, and they don't want to. They don't want to. You know, trade away all this young talent that they have uh, for a thirty-four-year-old guy. You know, no matter how good he is. So I, you know, I think that that's something that's 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 a real concern, and that's why I don't think that you'll see any any move for Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think that uh, uh, that if if they did decide to do that, again, I'd be shocked if they did. Uh, that yeah, you'd have to have them. I don't think anybody could beat them in that case. Sean Devaney, longtime NBA writer, joins us here this afternoon. Sean, recently Bobby Marks of ESPN said that our man out here, we all love Steph, but Steph Curry was the second best basketball player, not currently the second best basketball player of all time. Your thoughts on Bobby Marks? Do you uh, Are you down with that, or is that a bit outlandish? Where do you fall? Yeah, I mean, all, all time, uh, you know, I'd, I'd have him in the top ten. I, I think you have to. Um, and in terms of influence, uh, you know, you'd probably have him in the top five because, you know, the era that we're seeing now with the importance of the three-point shot, uh, that's him. You know, that, 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 that really stems in it. it Probably would have happened without him, of course. You know, there would have been other factors. Uh, but, you know, he was the one who really ushered in uh, the era uh, now where, where you know, where, where you're expected to pull up on a fast break and take a three-pointer. Uh, you know, coaches would have killed you if you did that 15 years ago. Uh, but, you know, in terms of his influence on the game, uh, you've got to have him uh, really in the top five, you know, with, with uh, uh, Michael Jordan and, uh, and LeBron James. Um, you know, I think Will Chamberlain you'd have to have on a list like that, Magic Johnson, 
uh, and staff. You know, to me, that if, you, if you're talking about influence on the game, I would say he definitely deserves to be top five. But you know, top two ever, I think that's that's probably a stretch. Um, you know, just in terms of talent and production. Um, you know, I'd have him right, right, right with Jerry West in terms of my rankings, uh, somewhere in the top ten. Hey, Sean, so let's take this a step further. Given that Wilt Chamberlain was a Golden, well, he wasn't a Golden State, he was a San Francisco Warrior and a Philadelphia Warrior. You got Rick Barry in the mix, Chris Mullen, their Warriors in the Hall of Fame. Would you put Steph Curry as the greatest Warrior of all time? Yeah, I would. You know, and, and, and Wilt Chamberlain, as good as he was, um, you know, you could go back and look and you could go back and, and have the arguments with, uh, uh, with the, uh, the, the, the old folks who've seen him at the time. You know, Will Chamberlain, as good as he was and as good as his numbers were, he was very much an individual player. He was not, not somebody who necessarily made the team better. Uh, and I think Steph, uh, has shown that, 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 uh, he gets his numbers within the context of making the team better as well. So, uh, yeah, I would absolutely have Steph. Uh, especially consider how much he's won. You know, I mean, he's won. He's he's brought trophies home uh, more than Will Chamberlain ever did. So, uh, yeah, I would I would definitely say that Steph's the best warrior ever. Sean, you're coming to us from Boston. Let's talk about the Celtics and one Malcolm Brogdon. Just a huge pickup now elevates them to being, if you believe these sort of things, Las Vegas has them as the odds-on favorite to win the title next year. Just talk about Boston and how they improved over this offseason. Yeah, you know, that was a huge pickup. I obviously, uh, folks out there watch the NBA finals and, and it was, it was a bit of a, uh, of an adventure when the Celtics went to their bench, uh, especially, you know, with Derek White, you know, was, was pretty, um, um, you know, a good defensive player, but, but turnover prone, not really a playmaker. Uh, and now they've got a guy who's been a starting point guard, uh, who I think they'll wind up taking off the bench. So the, the lineup hasn't quite been worked out, but he'll probably wind up being a six man. Uh, and, and that's going to be huge for them, you know, just to have a guy who you can bring off your bench and, and really control the tempo and, 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 and set up your plays. Um, you know, turnovers are such a huge thing for the Celtics in that series. Uh, and, uh, and I think that was, that was part of their thinking and their pursuit of Malcolm Brogdon. And they didn't have to give up a whole lot. You know, they gave up a draft pick, uh, and, and that was pretty much it. They gave up a bunch of players who, who they didn't really use anyway. So, uh, it was a, it was a no brainer deal for them. You know, it, it, health is going to be the thing, though. You know, you've got to keep you've got to keep Brogdon healthy. You've got to keep uh, uh, Robert Williams, as we saw. You know, his, his knee uh, was an issue. He's had knee problems throughout his whole career. Al Horford's going to be thirty-seven. You got to keep him healthy. So, you know, they've got a lot of concerns. Uh, you, you know, the, the the names are nice, but are these guys going to be healthy uh, for eighty-two games and into the playoffs? That's going to be the big question with them. We talked about the the trade between the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, earlier in the conversation. And despite what the insane price that Minnesota paid to get Rudy Gobert, do you think that this can work? And did they actually make themselves better, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves? Did they actually make themselves better by adding Gobert to this team? Yeah, I do think that they did, but I still think that what what it's going to come down to them for them is is what does Carl Anthony Towns do? Uh, you know, is he going to finally take it? You know, he's he's always been a guy who can put up nice numbers, uh, but he's a, he's a soft player. I mean, there's no question about it. He's a soft player, uh, and he, you know, you know, he's got to be able to be a guy who can be a leader, who can toughen up. And I think a couple of things. I think for one thing, this trade. Uh, is going to make it, it ought to make them realize, hey, look, you know, you're not, you, you can't hide, uh, you know, as the 11 or 12 seed, uh, in Minnesota anymore. You've got, you, you're now going to be expected to be a contender, uh, and you've got to raise your level. So that's one thing. I think the other thing is, I, I love Anthony Edwards and, and, and his attitude, his approach. He has as much dog in him, uh, as anybody, as, as maybe the rest of that team combined. Uh, and, 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 you know, that, that, that sort of toughness that he brings, that grit that he brings, it's got to rub off on other guys. And, and, and you got to hope that it rubs off on Colin Anthony Towns. To me, yeah, getting Gobert is, 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 is good. That's going to obviously help them make a big step defensively. Um, and, and like I said, I love Anthony Edwards, but I think it's going to come down to, uh, you know, what, what does Colin Anthony Towns do? Does he become, a, you know, a real winning player? Uh, or is he going to stay as sort of that 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 soft guy who puts up good numbers on on a uh, on a mediocre team? 
Sean Devaney joins us from Heavy.com. Sean, you were just in Las Vegas. Curious, did you get an opportunity to see the Warriors and James Weissman? And if so, your thoughts on the number two pick out of the uh, draft a couple of years ago? Yeah, I mean, obviously, look, just just getting them back on the floor uh, is, uh, is 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 a good thing. Uh, you know, trying to get them comfortable. Um, you know, that's a good thing. Um, you know, he looked he looked good. You know, I, I wouldn't say he looked uh, uh, bad. He definitely had a lot of rust. You know, he was definitely uh, not comfortable. I think on the defensive end. Um, you know, they get a little whistle happy in the summer league. It's it, it's hard to measure that kind of stuff. Uh, but you know, he, he looked a little uncomfortable on the defensive end. I thought he looked uh, better offensively. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, just just getting him back out there and having him, uh, you know, on the floor, uh, such a big step. You know, it's such a weird year the way that knee kind of kept causing problems. Uh, and uh, and and you know, I, I mean, how many times did he ramp up? You know, uh, he ramped up about four times and never actually got on. Never actually got on the NBA floor. So. Um, you know, but, but it was, it was, it was good to see him out there. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, look, he's not, they're always going to be regretting the fact that they didn't take Lamella ball like that. They'll never admit that, but they will, they, they, they will always <laughs> regret that. He's never going to be at that level, but he should be able to be an NBA starting center, uh, at some point in his career, hopefully, uh, uh sooner rather than later. You mentioned LaMelo Ball and, and that, that you think that there's some regret on the Warriors end for not taking him. Do you think that LaMelo Ball, given the that he's ball dominant and some of the other characteristics that he has, that, that, that he, hey, he was the best player on a playoff team, do you think that he fits what the Warriors do? No, not necessarily. No, you know, I mean, uh, I, I don't know necessarily that he would. Um, you know, I think if they could make it work, like I said, I think Steph uh, is – is, is is sort of a magician that way where he can blend in and work with 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 just about any kind of player and 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 you can put him on a, any kind of team and and he'll find a way to thrive obviously you'd rather the ball be in his hands so um so yeah you know i mean i think that they could have made it work certainly last year uh you know with no clay and and with uh you know a roster that was a lot more unsettled you'd rather have it but you know look if you if you have lamello uh, coming into this offseason, you're in a pretty good position to make a trade, and 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 you'll get yourself the kind of player uh, who could be your anchor in the middle. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I think the regret that, that when I say regret, that's that's what I mean is that you'd have a much better asset than what James Wiseman is right now. Not necessarily that you'd have Lamelo Ball, you know, playing for you for for the next 12, 15 years, uh, but 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 just that you'd have uh, you know a player who uh, uh, could certainly get you something back. Hey, Sean, so if KD somehow winds up here in the Bay, who benefits more from that, the Warriors or Durant? Uh, probably Durant. I mean, just, you know, it's, it's a good question because there are going to be people, if he winds up with the Warriors, there are going to be people who are going to say, oh, he's, you know, being a front runner again, doing the same thing that it did before. Uh, so legacy-wise, that's going to hurt him. At the same time, he needs to win. You know, I mean, he needs to, he needs to close out. He's got, you know, three good years or so left. Uh, he's got to close out strong here because, uh, you know, what, what, what happened at the end and, 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 and Golden State, uh, with him sort of whining his way out of town and, and, and then going to Brooklyn and that being a disaster, you know, he needs three good years here. He needs to, he needs to win. So, um, yeah, you know, I think it would benefit him more just because, uh, because he needs to kind of rescue some legacy a little bit here. And I think they, they would certainly win a championship uh, if everybody stayed healthy uh, and he was there next year. So I think that would go a long way to sort of uh, uh, erasing just how bad the last couple of years have been. Uh, at the same time, you'd have people who would not give him credit for it. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, but I think just winning would, uh, would go a long way to sort of restoring him a little bit. Sean, before we let you get out of here, you were out in Las Vegas once again. Talk to us about Chet Holmgren. What are your what are your initial thoughts on the big kid out of Gonzaga? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, 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 boy, uh, I would love to be in a situation where, uh, as a professional necessity, I had to eat a lot, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> like that would be good if my boss came and said, you know, you got to you got to put on twenty pounds. Like, All right, I can do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's just so skinny, man. It's 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 you know, you have to wonder if he's you know you can imagine him as as, as good as he's looked. Uh, at times, but imagine him going up against Joel Embiid and and just getting knocked around. You know that's 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 going to be uh, the real kind of challenge for him is 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 as he goes against NBA size. 
you know, what's he going to be able to do? So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I thought Ben Caro, you know, they shut him down pretty quickly. Once they saw a couple games from, him, I thought he was fantastic. Uh, I'm really excited about watching him, but, 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 but Holmgren is definitely, uh, you know, you, you look at him and you say, what is this? What am I looking at? <laughs> you know, because, uh, he's so skinny, uh, but he's also such a great shot blocker. He, Step out and shoot a three. Uh, he can handle the ball at at, at his size. It's it's, it's crazy. Uh, but uh, but man, yeah, he's uh, man. He is so skinny, and that that's that's something that you just can't. Uh, you really, it, it's almost hard to process when you watch him. Sean, we appreciate the time, my man. Let's let's do this again and talk some more basketball before we tip things for real in a couple of months. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. That is Sean Devaney from Heavy dot com covering the NBA. We continue here on ninety five seven the game. Want to get back into KD. I got a stat for you, Shamar, that, that I find sort of interesting going back in the day with one KD, and I think it still plays him to this very moment. We'll have that for you. My man, Shamar, Block, and Danival. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. On here on 95.7 The Game. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Who's this, my man Cam? Mystical. Mystical. This is nice. Here I go. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to play this for you afterwards. But give, me some, give me some now, Shamari. Go ahead. It's mystical, man. He's one of those dudes. It's like... If no, James, no. I mean, give me some lyrics. It's like if James Brown was born in the hip-hop gym, right? I, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's certain beats you just don't rap over. And one that mystical raps over, you just don't do it. Not even that he's a great lyricist, but his energy, what he just like. Like, his whole thing is... I'm mystical. <laughs> it's, it's insane. And you don't know what he's saying 80% of the time, but for some reason you feel it. <laughs> kind of like the like, Bee Gees. Yeah, or, or James Brown, I feel like, is in that category. Bone Thugs and Harmony is definitely in that well, category. Well, that's a good question because, like, I didn't know who Mystical, I wasn't familiar with Mystical, but that beat had me going, right? Yeah, so yeah. Is it, do lyrics even count? To me, it's it's like, I, lyrics I can, I, sometimes it's cool, but it's all about... It's about the beat. It's about the tempo, right? It's about the music itself. The lyrics, I can... I, I'm yeah. not... Who's really listening? See, that's the thing, though, right? For me to enjoy a song, it doesn't have to have great lyrics. For me to love a song, for me to love a song, it has to have great lyrics. It, 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 the lyrics have to be there. Otherwise, you know, it's just like, okay, well, this is just something to slap, so you can put it in and listen to it, man. But the songs like I put on, like, you know m- mood music, okay? Like, if you are feeling down and you want to feel you know, up. Or if you are like, feel like I want to put on something relaxing, that the, the lyrics are a big part of that. You know, where where a song can have an impact on your mood or your sense of being. Man. Yeah, but you could have good, the same lyrics, but with a bad beat. And what do the lyrics really mean at the end of the day, right? Yeah, but see, that's the thing. It, 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 so, you know, like, because music, especially contemporary American music, is about 100 years old at this point, right? Um, you know, it, it's hard to find stuff that new to do, right? So a lot of people 
a good percentage of music today and for the past 20 years and by extension for the past 40 years have been sampled, right? Samples from wherever, from from this source, that source, right? And I have found that that while you get a good beat and you recycle it like something from James Brown, who, by the way, according to one website that called Who Sampled, James Brown is the most sampled artist ever. Rightfully so, man. Right. Yeah. Well, I thought it would be like Parliament Funkadelic or somebody, but it's James Brown, right? James Brown is like King of when Soul. You, yeah. When you add in, when you when you go to a a sample that just doesn't have it, I would rather listen to the original. That's true. Yeah. 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 So the lyrics are, are a big part of it. Sarah Sanchez is going to join us coming up at the top of the hour to get back into the Golden State Warriors, of course the host of Locked on Dubs and the Rick Berry House and one of the regs here on 95.7 The Game. By the way, oh, yeah. my man Eric, if you're out there, dude, we weren't supposed to cut you off. We were having fun at your expense. Eric, call us <laughs> back. Eric, wherever the hell you are, call back, man. I feel bad that we actually dumped Dan, out Dan, of you. Dan was just playing, and he's like, Wait, Well, not hope, really, not really. I hope you know I was just, I hope I know I was, I was just playing. <laughs> I know, but now, but he's gone. He's in the ether. So Eric, if you're listening, call back, my man. See, that's the thing, though, man. You know, like it's like if you uh, if you just playing, and then you you make a move. See, here's the thing: is that I feel like people get it or they don't. Okay. Well, we hung up on him, so. Well, yeah, no, I know, <laughs> I know, but again, it's not like yeah, it's not like you you did ban him, you know, like so. So there's a certain amount of. Theatrics, okay, that's, they involve, that's involved with what we do, right? And yes. I think that some people get it. He got caught up in that, and some people don't, right? And and if some people don't get it, mm, oh no, man. So let's get into KD talk for a second and the KD Warrior trade. I uh, he's coming in. This is where I'm at with KD. By the way, I don't even know. I've, we haven't talked in a while. Where are you at with it? Because I know some people want like Chuck. We all love Chuck, right? KPIX sportscaster oh, yeah. oh, Chuck. Yeah. He's big on bringing KD back, and I believe you know some others are as well. Where are you at? Would you like to see KD with the Golden State Warriors next year? Come clean. Come on, man. So here's my thing with KD. KD does not make a difference. He will not make a difference on this team. If you give up Wiggins, which you have to, to make the, the things match, which also the 5-3-0 was adding, hard to include Wiggins in a trade. The team can't have two max extended yeah, so players. Ben Simmons trade. would have to. It'd be like a three-team or four-team yeah. trade. Ben Simmons would have to move. They figured that out, right? If the second you give up Wiggins and any player of note on the Warriors, okay, it is a net gain of zero. You're not losing, but you're also not any better. And I believe that wholeheartedly because, one, Wiggins is a lot better than people think he is, and he showed it. He was an all-star. He was the second-best player on the Warriors through the entire playoffs. On the cha- Second-best player, mind you, on a championship team, right? That's there nothing some to sneeze at. In the Western Conference Finals, it felt that he should have gotten that MVP instead of Steph. Now, Steph deserved it, but that's how good he was. He yeah. even got a mention, but go ahead. So you give up a guy that was the second-best player on a playoff run, and you replace him with Kevin Durant, okay? You're better. The second you give up a key role player like Poole, the second you give up a future potential star like Kaminga, you are literally... Not as good, right? But it's KD, so you, it's a net, it's a net gain of zero. He doesn't make the team better. He doesn't make the team worse. And I just don't know, given that that that, that it's worth it to to give up anything and to change a locker room and a and a team dynamic that works right now. The one thing about KD, man, that cannot go... Listen, I, I don't know if people talk about this enough, but this is who the dude is, and I tease this at the break, that KD is just essentially being the same cat he was going back to high school. You know how many high schools this dude went to? Three. <laughs> three different high schools. This guy gets up and he goes. This isn't new. This idea of him playing with multiple teams and saying, no, nah, Brooklyn did everything they everything he and Kyrie, the other coconut asked for, they bent over backwards. Steve Nash is the head coach, everything. DeAndre Jordan, you want you you want that you want Harden? Here's Harden. Everything. We'll even give you control. Like you can run practice. You can pretend like you're you're in on executive decisions. It was ridiculous. He it, wanted, here's the cold blooded thing. Then his final decision was, okay, now I want to trade. Right? <laughs> He's been to three different high schools. Now you're saying, all right, high school, it's a long time. Three different. Listen, I didn't. 
I don't know a lot of people that went to three different high schools. And then he gets up and goes to the University of Texas. The dude is from D.C. Now, listen, nothing wrong with Texas. Good program. But that just gives you an idea what sort of vagabond this guy is. He goes from D.C. to Texas. He's just looking. He's in search for I don't know what in this planet. And the Warriors are just going to be another stepping stone in this whole process should he come here. I hope he finds what it is he's looking for. Could be in the bottom of that bong, my man. <laughs> Hit it harder. Hit it harder. There is this idea that Kevin Durant is going to bring drama, and I don't necessarily believe that. I just know that what's going on in the Dubs locker room right now works super well, okay? Like, it just it works. The, the, the chemistry, not just on the court, but as a team, is spectacular right now. And if Kevin Durant shows up, he doesn't have to be a, a diva or whatever people want to call him to change that dynamic. And change is when you are a defending champion, a change like Kevin Durant could it could go bad. Even without him doing anything bad, it could be bad. Where do you think he ends up next year? <sighs> Brooklyn. I'm going to go with the Heat. Really? I'm going to go with the Heat, and here's why. Who the hell is Miami going to give up? I don't know. They'll figure it out, though. Because the, the, the Kevin Durant trade, I'm going to say it like this. Okay. Hey, I don't think that people want Kevin Durant. Not just the Warriors. I don't think there's many NBA teams out there that want Kevin Durant the same way everyone wanted him five years ago, right? Like, that was like, okay. He is diminished physically. He's had injuries. He played 55 games more than James Wiseman did last season, okay, out of 100-something games, right? He played 55 more than Wiseman, who played zero. There's no promise he's going to be healthy for a whole season, and he's not a guy, as he's shown in his previous 15 years in the NBA, he's not a guy that is going to elevate your team anywhere. Like, he went to a winner, and they won. So wait, why do you got to go to Miami? Huh? So then why is he oh, going to okay. Miami? Because I feel like Miami, the Suns I don't... We forgot about that. Well, no, no. So here's, so here's the deal. <laughs> when I think about the Suns, I don't think that the Suns want him... I think Miami wants him more. I mean, you look at Pat Riley... You know that organization? They've never had a star there. They don't have a star there. No, they true. have Jimmy Butler, okay? Pseudo-star. Yeah, exactly. Devin Booker is an up-and-coming. He's a rising star. DeAndre Ayton, they match his offer sheet. And Chris Paul, obviously, for, for say what you will about him, he's a star. Wow. But I, I think that I think that they have the I think they have the most to gain by adding KD. Yeah, but they I just really don't have do. it. I mean, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and some draft picks. I don't think that's going to work for Brooklyn. <laughs> Jordan Poole? I mean, listen, Tyler Hero is about a legit. He's about as legit as Jordan Poole is. And a lot of people see Jordan Poole as that key piece that the Warriors would offer the Nets that would make the, the trade viable. You know why I don't think Miami would work? It's because of the guy you just mentioned, Pat Riley. Yeah. Pat Riley doesn't play. Like, you go to the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler talked about this. Jimmy Butler talks about when he was, of course, he was in Chicago. Then he goes to Minnesota, Philadelphia, sort of this. You know, I think he's one of the more misunderstood basketball players. A lot of people think he's difficult, especially after what he pulled out in Minnesota. He said he went to Miami, and he said it was like going military. He said, you think that the NBA is really homogenous? And one team's like the next. He goes, I thought that. I'd been in Minnesota, Chicago, Philadelphia. I went to Miami. He says, first of all, no matter who you are, including me, the highest paid player on the team, you got to pass a physical. Now, I don't mean just a physical like that of like, are you healthy to play basketball? No, you got to. You got to pass a team physical. You've got to run like so many laps under a certain time. You've got to run, you know, these sprints up and down. Like Pat Riley has always been that guy, like a drill sergeant, and it is like. His way, the Miami Heat way, or the highway. And I don't think Kevin Durant fits into something that's so structured like that. I don't think he'd last long. And I don't think I don't think Pat Riley knows as much. Yeah, maybe, but but at the same time, Patrick Pat Riley. I knew when brought the minute him, you said Tyler Hill and JP in the same sentence, people were gonna come after you. <laughs> good. 
they're about at the same level of player, man. They just are. Right now, I'm not saying, sure, Jordan Poole has the potential to be better, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you if you talk to 30 NBA GMs and they'll say, well, heads or tails about him right right now at this point in the career. So then, how do you pay him that much money if it's still a question mark? <laughs> because that that's how much it costs to have a good young player on your roster. Which is one of the re- one of the things that that when people talk about, oh well, if you can get KD, if you can get KD and replace his salary with Wiggins and Poole's salary, right? You're going to save money, and you're not damaging quote unquote your future that much. I almost jive with that. I almost jive with that. Almost, but not really though. Man. But Pat Riley also brought in Bob McAdoo, right, into a team that was already legit, right. A former MVP who was about kind of like Kevin, De- a former scoring champion, former MVP. Uh, uh, you think God, about that's what, back in the day, man. Well, I was going to say, but you think about what Bob McAdoo was when he came to the Lakers, right? And he's kind of like kind of like Kevin Durantish, you know? Hadn't really won anything, scoring champion, MVP, add him into the mix, boom. So I could kind of see, so so while, let me rephrase, when Bob McAdoo came to the Lakers, he was like, oh, well, this guy is, you know, he doesn't play team basketball, blah, 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 and he came in. So I think that, I feel like the Warriors, I feel that the Miami Heat have a culture that is well-defined that you can get people into, and I would willing to, I if I was Pat Riley, and I think Pat Riley is willing to bet on the culture, like you just mentioned, of the Miami Heat, making Kevin Durant better and also keeping him kind of interested and in check. And maybe that happened to a lesser degree with the Warriors because mm-hmm. I think when he was in Oklahoma, he came to Golden State and learned to do it a different way. Well, he was. He came, when he first came here, he was in check. By the time he left, he's like, Steve, Steve <laughs> Kerr don't coach. Steve <laughs> Kerr doesn't know how to coach. I thought we were supposed to play with joy instead of anger. He, was, he had problems with everything. The text line's going KD to New Orleans. Now, New Orleans has been often mentioned. And you can make the association of the connecting sort of the dots there with Willie Green, mm-hmm. who coached with the Warriors. He yeah, was here with yeah. Kevin Durant. They had a good relationship. Katie to New Orleans for Ingram. Now, Ingram definitely is, I think, their best player until Zion gets up to Zion, fulfill some of that potential. Yeah, actually, he's fulfilled the potential. We've seen it. He's just got to be healthy, man. He's, he's also fulfilled <laughs> bullshit wing style. <laughs> Filled is the operative word there when it comes to Zion. He's filling out like a what do you think his waist size is? He's rocking a 38 or 40. Yeah, I mean, listen, that he's six, he's six six by it. So just alone, just six six alone, if you are in good shape and you're a wide dude like him, you're, you're at least 38, 40. That that that's in shape. Hey, I'm just wanting this is dancing to my head. All right. I'm just crossing channels here. Who do you think? Of the big three, I'm not saying this for the sake of the trade. That I, and that's one of the reasons why the Warriors keep getting mentioned in a potential trade because they're one of the few teams that doesn't have to involve their core. They have all these sort of peripheral pieces that a lot of people think could entice a trade and bring Kevin Durant here. That's why they're oftentimes in the mix. But who are the big three? Steph, Draymond, or Clay? Who's the first to leave? Who's I've, the? I've fir- said this a hundred times. Draymond. Draymond, be beyond a, beyond a shadow of a doubt because not, the other not Clay two, with the injury potential making no. forty, he's making forty forty million dollars is, and I like Clay. This is not hating on Clay, so stop. But he's making forty mil, and not knowing obviously next year we'll find out a lot more about him. Forty mil, Draymond, say what you will, still at like twenty five mil a year. Yeah, but but twenty six, I think. But Clay Thompson is six six, and he's a guard. Draymond Green is six six, and he's a. Power well, forward six, and six, a center. 6'7". Mm, either way, they're the same height. Klay Thompson is big for his position, and he can shoot. Steph Curry is standard size for his position, and he can shoot. Draymond Green, defensive specialist and point forward. At some point when his body slows down, when he can't jump as high, and we've already seen his – we've seen his – his rebounding numbers drop that's a good, significantly. That's another way to look at this. Who has regressed more since the heyday of the core of the three? I mean, you, you definitely have to say Draymond Green. Really? His shooting is is non-existent. Where it used to be at least a, a double NBA, figures. Yeah, an NBA level shooter. Now he's God. Um, and his defense, while it's just as good, his rebounding has fallen off, which to me said, says a precipitous drop-off in athleticism. And once that athleticism hits a point where he can't stay 
in front of guards anymore. You can't you can't jump with with bigs. You can't defend guards on the perimeter. That happens the second you lose athleticism, and he's he's the first one out. <laughs> I wish he was listening. You know, he was listening to Damon Arado the other day and got involved. I yeah, wish he was. I, I wish he was listening to this right now just to hear what it is he had. I wish he called Dre. We got a line open for him, my man. Keep calling to me like you're right, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be doing my podcast. I'm gonna be the next Charles Barkley. All good. <laughs> Do you think that could influence him going out the door that he's got this post-career ready to go? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, listen, I'm not going to go as far as people say, you know, people are like, oh, he's more interested in doing his podcast. No, the, the podcast doesn't affect his game. But the podcast and staying a part of basketball will definitely make it easier for him to transition out the door. I like his podcast, actually. You know what? I listened to his podcast the other day. You know what I didn't hear, and I bet you he's getting away from this. You know, I bet you he's slowly beginning to like, yeah, man. What, I need new, new media. Yes, he didn't. Despite singling out Damon, right? Despite singling out Damon Bruce, who, by the way, if you didn't hear Damon Bruce, who did a show earlier last week, obviously with his sidekick Ray Ratto, and inferred or had an issue with the fact that James Weissman, for his size only had two rebounds and felt that was problematic. And so it is, by the way. Yeah, I'm no just doubt. Saying, it was yeah. it was it was vintage Damon Bruce, well supported with facts and obviously uh, has as strong opinionated as he is. He's he's not only entertainment, but he but he's factual as well. And credible. So obviously Draymond got wind of this, mentioned it on his podcast, but he was talking about media and not once did he go, that's new media. That's new media trash or old. Oh, I'm sorry. That's old. I'm losing track with new media, old media. I can't yeah, tell well, the difference. See, that's because he didn't go old media. He media. made it up because he made like that's not a thing. Like at least his definition of it. That's I, not. I a think thing. he's put it to bed. I bet you that's done. I bet you we never mm. hear it again. And it was kind of stupid while it was short lived. I mean, you make some cool things up. You think they're clever, and then you you rock them, and then you're like, okay, yeah, it's like. You know, you you put an outfit together, and then you you wear it out in public, and you're like, okay, nah, this isn't it. He tried it on. He tried it on. He tried to plug it. It just wasn't a thing. Like I remember being in like communications class, like one thousand, like you know, second and third year college communication classes, and, and and them defining new media versus old media. Right? Draymond was just like, oh, the new media is because here's my thing. His quote unquote new media was everyone's just going to be flowery and say wonderful things about each other. And this could be rainbows and butterflies. And and listen, listen, no, wait, no, no. Listen up here. OK, as as wonderful a world that would be to live in. No one's tuning in. OK, even if even if you don't agree with someone's critique of another person. You 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 want to hear that opinion? <laughs> you want to even if it ticks you off, okay? So so Draymond just everyone's just gonna compliment each other. It's gonna be high fives and hugs everywhere. That's that's no one in the movie The Matrix. Just gonna do this really quick. In the movie The Matrix, when a listen when Agent Smith is talking to Neo about how the first Matrix they created was a paradise, right? The the robots created a paradise and it failed and because people need misery and suffering, right? And, and while I don't necessarily feel that's true, like people people just don't want to hear flowering and watering of flowers, man. It just, it just doesn't happen. Case in point, Jimmy Garoppolo versus Trey Lance. <laughs> no, we can sit like last year we could have sat here all summer. You and I and could have talked about a spectacular baseball team that was playing in this city that we were playing in. Nothing good things to say about that baseball team for the most part last season. And every time we did that, because there wasn't really anything bad to say about this team, <sighs> snooze button, everybody, okay? Yeah, I still don't know what new media And I'm not cracking on... I really am not cracking on Draymond. I'm not either. But, I just but, don't know what new media is. I just, I still but again, don't know I, the definition of what Well, that's is. because he made it up and he changes it to be... what. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he made it up. It was a definition that he was trying to fit into J.J. Reddick's new media. Exactly, he right? He's just basically people he likes are new media. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and why? Oh, well, because, you know, I say that's new media. Okay, great. All right. I do like J.J. Reddick, and I do like J.J. Reddick's podcast. But, again, discerning as to, I think it's just like whoever's good or bad is, you know, new media or old media. And listen, 
Man, good journalists, bad journalists, that's been around since the, the dawn of time. Well, see, but journalism is something that you can quantify. You know, like there's a quantity to it, okay? Did you did you get the story right or did you get the story wrong, okay? <laughs> Just because you're a good journalist and you get the story right, that doesn't mean people are going to tune in to listen, right? So that's the funny part. You can be a good journalist and no one can ever, no one will ever listen to you. You you don't have to necessarily be good at doing this for people to tune in, man, because if you got a thing and, and, and you know, listen, Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, Colin Cowherd, uh, 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 Shannon Sharp. Shannon's my man. No, like no, it. Shannon Sharp is dope. But, but, dude, you, uh, you're Shannon. You Nick, you're Shannon 2.0. <laughs> Wait, Nick Wright, aka Nick Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the most popular people in the the industry are. Ugh. All right, before we get to the break, it has gone final out in Oracle. The San Francisco Giants. Are you ready to jump on that train? Here it comes. They win again. They've taken three or four from the uh, You know what? They take three or four from the Milwaukee Brewers, one of the better teams in baseball. But the worst thing, man, is that they catch fire, and guess what? It's the all-star break. This is the worst thing that could happen to this team. <laughs> nobody nobody cared before the all-star break. <laughs> like nobody cared this last week. They took advantage of teams that were that were getting ready to 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 go in and come out of the all-star break to face it. By the way, Cyrus Sanchez still joining us? Cyrus Sanchez is coming up in a matter of moments. We'll get back into the Golden State Warriors. We'll talk Summer League. We'll get into James Weissman, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody with our man, Cyrus Sanchez, the host of Locked on Dubs. Next here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t